She cleans, washes dishes, feeds us, takes us to practice, teaches me school. We were at IHOP one evening prior to Mother's Day when our kids were small because that's what you do for mothers to honor them as you take them to IHOP with six kids. And it just so happened during that week, IHOP had on uh, the kids' menu a question, what do you love about your mom? And so we just thought it was a good thing to ask the kids, all six kids of ours, what do you, what do you love about your mom? And they began to rattle off this list as they made their way around the table, this list of all that Danae did for our sweet children, repeated by each one, almost identically the same list. She cleans, she washes our clothes, she feeds us, she teaches us school, she takes us to practice. And maybe we got to four or five and Danae just interrupted everybody. She said, yeah, that's all I do. Just cook and clean. That's all I do around here. And uh, when your kids are small, that can feel like that's all you do. Now, Danae, in great wisdom, eventually trained all of them to do those things themselves so she didn't have to do all those things all the time. But when your kids are small, as a mom, your life can feel like a family to-do list. And it's one reason I think the most common and popular way to read Proverbs 31 is very unhelpful for moms. I think it's unhelpful for women, wives. I I think the most common way this is read as a list for the ideal woman is very difficult for women to read. Some of you, when I said Proverbs 31, your heart sank and you thought another Mother's Day sermon on how to be a wonderful mom. And this list that's in this chapter over and over and over again, how hard moms are to work, how they're to take care of their family. And by the time you get to the end, you are already worn out. And you realize, I could never do that. And yet this chapter is the title of so many women's conferences. The Proverbs 31 Woman. Bible art. I even saw this week a a podcast on how to find the Proverbs 31 woman, and it was dating advice, how to spot the Proverbs 31 woman. And it's very unhelpful to rattle this chapter off as a list of criteria for a good mom, a good woman, a good wife. The reality is Proverbs 31 is a poem. And it is a poem that ends the book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs is about wisdom. And it begins in chapter 1 by saying, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And so if you want to be wise, the first thing that you must do is fear God. You must believe that there is a God who created everything. And if there is a God who created everything, then I must tremble before Him as a creature and listen to what He has said. And that is wisdom. 
to listen to God, to hear and do what He has said. Not just to have information about God, but to surrender my whole life to His Word. That is the beginning of wisdom, and that is what the book of Proverbs is about. And this wisdom invades our finances. It invades our parenting decisions. It invades marriage. It is a part of every single thing we do. Work and labor, our friendships, our relationships. We are to fear God and we are to evaluate everything by what He has said because He is in charge. He is our Creator. And one of the things the book of Proverbs does is it pits wisdom against folly. And it does so by personifying wisdom and folly as the voices of women in the world. There is the voice of folly. And folly is a seductress. Folly is tempting you. Folly is seeking to lead you away from wisdom. Folly is a one-night stand. Folly is a fleeing. Folly is going to lead you into immorality and ruin your life and there will be nothing left. The voice of Lady Folly throughout Proverbs. But there is another voice. There is another woman and her name is Lady Wisdom. And as you walk through the streets of life, you hear her calling out, Fear the Lord. As you are managing your finances, Fear the Lord. As you are thinking about marriage, fear the Lord. As you are thinking about friendship, fear the Lord. As you are thinking about parenting, fear the Lord. Lady Wisdom is calling out. And the book of Proverbs says if we will listen to Lady Wisdom, we will be blessed. We will reap reward. We will be sustained in eternal blessing if we would listen to her voice and surrender to her. And so when we come to Proverbs 31 and we hear about this woman, the Proverbs 31 woman, who is that woman? It's Lady Wisdom. And Proverbs 31 is a mother telling her son, who is a king, King Lemuel, to marry Lady Wisdom. So often we read this and we think it's a mom saying, this is the kind of wife you need. This is the kind of queen you need. No, this is a mom pleading that her son would be wise. You are a king. You have great power. You have great authority. What matters more than anything is that you would wed your life to Lady Wisdom. And that is what Proverbs 31 is about. Wisdom. And in this poem written to this son, as we read it, we we see she's calling him to obviously find a wise wife. That's important. But as moms so often do, when they are speaking to their children, they are saying much more than what they are saying. And she is calling him to be married to Lady Wisdom. Notice verse 10 of chapter 31. We're going to move through this section very quickly. An excellent wife who can find. Wisdom who can find that. She is far more precious than jewels. She is rare. 
the heart of her husband trust in her, and he will have no lack of gain. The husband, the king who pursues wisdom, will always be blessed in wisdom. Whether he has much or whether he doesn't have much, if he has wisdom, he has all that he needs. And she does him good, not harm, all the days of her life. There is a great blessing in finding this precious lady wisdom in the world. Following the voice of the Lord with great fear always does you good. It is rare to see anyone that has wisdom, but the one who does has a precious possession that, will find, that, she will, that he will find rest in all the days of his life. And notice what she does. She seeks wool and flax. These things are hard to come by. And they are found at different seasons uh, throughout the year. And so wisdom is someone who is always working. Someone who is wise is always working in season and out of season. She is like the ships of the merchant. She brings food from afar. She's doing whatever it takes to provide for others. She's going out of her way to great extents to provide for others. She rises while yet it is night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. And you can immediately see why it is so easy to think about moms when we get to Proverbs 31. Because we immediately see this woman who is working hard. She's up before everyone else. She doesn't go to bed till everyone else is in the bed. Always working diligently for those around her. But the point is, that's what wisdom does. That's what a wise mom would do. Notice verse 16, she considers a field and buys it. With the fruit of her hand, she plants a vineyard. She goes out and she makes good investments. Now, vineyards during this time, they would have been used uh, to produce wine for celebration. They would have also been used to provide jobs for all kinds of people. And so wisdom is thinking about everyone and makes investments so that others can have what they need. Others can even celebrate. And you see how that would be relevant for a king, right? Make sure your people are taken care of. Wisdom takes care of others. She dresses herself with strength and, make, uh, and makes her arms strong. Again, we're back to this idea. She is working diligently for others. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. She puts her hand to the distaff and her hands hold the spindle. She is constructing, planting vineyards, buying, selling, making clothes for the good of others. And again, when we think about that kind of wisdom, we see it in mothers. They are constantly serving, working diligently for others, making sure they are taken care of, making sure the whole house is provided for. And then verse 20, she opens her hands to the poor and reaches out to those who are in need. She's willing to give to anyone who is in need. Like a mom, her, her wisdom, her house is always open to whoever is in need. Verse 21, she's not afraid of the snow for her household, for her household are clothed with scarlet. Now, this word scarlet actually means uh, to be double clothed. And so here, she's not just talking about some sort of nice blanket. 
They'll make thick blankets for her children throughout the winter. But even more, she makes her bed coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. And not only are those around her taken care of, she takes care of herself. And she is displayed in this wonderful appearance. Now, some of you moms, you get to this point, and this is where you kind of go, ah, I'm supposed to work hard for everybody else and then still look good doing it and make sure I'm taken care of. You know how hard that is. But again, this is what wisdom does. And again, this is a word to a king who must take care of his people at all times. And in taking care of his people, he he is taken care of. Verse 23, her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land She sacrifices behind the scenes so that her husband is successful. She makes linen garments and sells them. She delivers sashes to the merchants. Again, we see this one who is working constantly for others and doing whatever it takes, even out in the community, to provide for others. Strength and dignity are her clothing. And she laughs at the time to come. Why does she laugh at the time to come? Because she is prepared. She's planning, she's working, she's prepared for the future. And so when she thinks about what could come, she laughs because she is well prepared. Wisdom is well prepared. A wise king will be well prepared and will not be fearing what is to come for the sake of his people. In verse 26, she opens her mouth with wisdom and teaching and kindness are on her tongue. And this is so important in the book of Proverbs. If, you, if your life is harnessed by the fear of God and your heart is surrendered to the Lord, it will be displayed in the way that you talk. You will not be careless with your words if you are harnessed by the fear of the Lord. Wisdom is careful in what wisdom says. And notice kindness is on her tongue. It's not that she's just not, she's controlling her words She is speaking kindness to others. That is her mission, and that is what wisdom does. Notice verse 27, she looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. And again, now we're verse 27. We work through this section of Scripture, and you see it is much about work. And that's why I believe so often when moms or women read this, they are worn out by it. It is all about work. And some of you turn around and say, if I'm doing all this, what is my husband doing? I'm doing everything. I'm making the investments. I got to have a real estate license to fulfill Proverbs 31. Notice verse 28. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Again, the reward of wisdom is that in years to come, those who are blessed by it turn around and praise wisdom. And the man or the woman who is blessed by wisdom gets to the end of their life and they look back and they think about all the different directions they could have lived their life in, all the different paths they could have gone in, but they say, no, Wisdom is what blessed me. And and then as we read earlier, charm is deceitful and beauty is in vain. 
But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. One who is surrendered to the Lord. I could have chosen charm. I could have chosen lady folly. But the one who displayed the fear of the Lord, she is the one who brought reward into my life. Wisdom is the one to be praised. Verse 31, give her of the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. Many voices in the world are speaking, but the voice of wisdom is the one who will do us best. And we see throughout this wisdom is sacrificial work for others. So often we take Proverbs and we make it into this sort of individualized, I want to be blessed by God, so what are the things I can do? Well, Proverbs at the very end, and even in this poem says, you, you fear the Lord, I fear God, I tremble before God, my focus isn't going to be on myself, it's going to be on the good of others. So Proverbs 31 isn't a list for a good woman. It isn't a list that describes a good wife. Moms, it's not a list for you today to try to check off. If it were, we could read it like this. You must make sure your husband is always happy and your kids are always clothed. You must shop, garden, sow, invest, and care for the poor. You must plan and never worry, and you must look good doing it all the time. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> One writer said, why would Solomon produce a whole book about pursuing wisdom and finish it by saying, and now go marry Wonder Woman? Proverbs 31 is about wisdom. And if you get that wrong, you're going to be miserable, moms. We are to wed ourselves to lady wisdom, which means we fear God and we work tirelessly for the good of others. I don't want to bypass the reality that this is about wisdom. And we must apply it to our lives, men and women here today. And if you're here today and you've never stood before the holy God of this universe and said, I am but a creature, even more than that, I'm a creature that has chosen to do things my way and I deserve to be destroyed by the holy God of this universe and I tremble before him. If you've never done that, you're a fool and you're living a life of folly. And I would plead with you today as you hear the voice and description of Lady Wisdom, follow her, pursue her, commit your life to wisdom. But Proverbs 31 is not another list for women. It is the wisdom of a king. And why is that, why is that important today on Mother's Day? Because the greatest moms here today don't think they're that great. Because they are marred in the list. They are marred in the things that they must do day in and day out. And they get to the end of the day and they say, I didn't get the list done. And so many wonderful, precious women are here today who have their nose to the grind day in and day out. 
and they don't understand how glorious they are. And Proverbs 31 gives us a little glimpse of the wisdom that is displayed in so many of them as they tirelessly work for others in their home, in the community, and around them. But it's not a list. And so if you're a woman here today, this isn't another list. This is the wisdom of a king. And the truth is this. If this was about womanhood, then the father chose for the son a woman who is not the Proverbs 31 woman. Think about the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if this mom were telling Jesus, this is the kind of wife you need. One who tirelessly is working for others. One who is constantly doing what is right by others. Then we would be hopeless as his church. Because the church of the Lord Jesus Christ is not the Proverbs 31 woman. But we, as the church, know a king who embraced wisdom to its fullest. Solomon did not embrace wisdom to its fullest. Solomon had all kinds of wives. And the wisest man in earthly terms is considered a fool. But there is another king who took Solomon's words of wisdom and fulfilled them in flesh and blood. And this king, uh, amongst the rulers of the world, he was hard to find. If you lined up all the leaders throughout human history, you don't see many who are wise until you get the king Jesus. And he is the voice of wisdom that takes on flesh. And he is the voice of wisdom as we read this chapter who works night and day to provide and do good for his people. Even now, if you are a Christian, the Lord Jesus Christ in great wisdom is standing before the Father pleading your case. Even though you are sinful, he is saying, I am righteous and I died for them. He is working for you in prayer before the Father right now. And he doesn't cease to work tirelessly for you. There is a king whose name is Jesus who embraced the wisdom to prepare and care for his people for eternity. And so he lives a perfect life and he dies a death on the cross so that you may be secured in his reward forever. There is a wise king who protects his people from threats of attack famine, plague, even more sin and death. And in the resurrection, He has secured your eternal life forever. And He works tirelessly that you would know His reward forever. He works tirelessly in sacrificial wisdom for you. And the promise for the church who is not the Proverbs 31 woman for those of us in the church who are very foolish at times, is that because of His work for us, we will be that wisdom one day when we are wiped clean of sin forever. And we will live. We will be this wisdom in heaven. We will live and we will serve and we will work for the Lord Jesus Christ. And in the gates of heaven, we will turn around and praise him as Lady Wisdom. That's who the church will be for eternity. And some of you are here today saying, why did you preach a Mother's Day sermon just to tell us it's not about moms? Why did you do that? 
Well, the reality is, and we've kind of hit on it throughout, who personifies Lady Wisdom most in your life? Mom. Your mother. Most of us here today, most of us, would say, even as I was reading through it, you were saying, I know you're saying that's not about mom, but man, so much of that chapter is about my mom because she's wise, because she has married her life to Lady Wisdom. One of the most interesting things in my life as a dad so often was I, I would be at my kids' events, mostly sporting events, at a baseball game or something, and I would work so hard. I would, I would get my schedule just right during the day so I could be at their practice, be at their game, and I'm standing there next to the fence ready for the game to start, and they'd come over to me and say, where's mom? And I was thinking, what in the world? I don't know where your mom is. Am I not enough? Just my genuinely encouraging disposition to be here, is that not enough for you? But their mom is the picture of love and devotion to their life that so often gave them security in some of their hardest moments. And they want it for sacrificial wisdom. Where is it? And so many of us feel that way about our moms. So I don't want you to be discouraged, moms. I want you to be free. This isn't a list, but I want to say to you today, you model this description so well. Diaper bins that are full, late at night dishes that someone else was supposed to do but went to bed, slipped off to bed, midnight feedings, running from school to practice to home, setting in bleachers and posting on Instagram, I wouldn't rather be anywhere else, or I wouldn't want to be anywhere else, and that's not true. You would rather be a hundred different other places, and yet you are sacrificing for your family over and over and over again, whatever it takes. You are a display of sacrificial wisdom, homework, food packed, appointments. Y'all get your clothes in here so I can iron them. After all, it's Mother's Day. Sacrificial prayers of agony when they break your heart in sin and rebellion. And yet glimpses of joy when they turn and say to you, thank you. And you live on that. Moms, you are display of sacrificial wisdom. And as your pastor, I want you to know we love you. And we are so thankful for you. We praise God for you. But I want to encourage you today as you sit around the table and you begin to say, what do you love about mom? And the kids begin to say, she cooks, she cleans, she does this, she does that. Even as you scroll on Facebook and you see, I think that's glorious on a day like today. You see moms everywhere who are being celebrated. As you begin to think about that list in your head of all the things that they do, all the things that they do, stop and realize who and what they are. They are glimpses of Proverbs 31 wisdom 
here and there, but better than that, they are a picture of our Savior King, the wise King Jesus. And for that, they should be honored today.